We started culturally speaking to indulge our curiosity about the way others live and a desire to inspire conversations about how we have far more in common than we realise. This episode contains references to death. Okay. Hi, my name's Scott Spears. I'm currently in Colombia, in the mountains outside of Bogota, originally from California. And here to tell you where my journey started, which was in the U.S. Army at age 17. Um, I was currently, I was, I was in a mission in Panama and before my 18th birthday, getting shot at. And that totally changed my life and propelled me into how I was going to handle my life going forward. Um, Being shot at, realizing that one of those bullets can catch me at any time, made me realize how precious life was and how quick it could be over, even before I experienced anything. So... Before proceeding into the mission, I took a moment and, and reflected that exact thing where I'm, I'm, I haven't experienced anything. And if I get out of this, I'm going to go experience all that I can in this world and do all that I can, see all I can. And that's where I started my, my life's journey. So after that, I got out of the military I got tired of getting shot at after a few years and then um, went into the civilian sector, into Silicon Valley, worked for a few companies there. And I ended up starting to work towards society's expectations and not my own expectations and started feeling stagnant in my life. When I realized that, that's when I decided, okay, I need to be true to the promise I made myself when I was in the military getting shot at, and that is to go experience, learn, see, do all that I can in this world. And that's when I took a job in Egypt and started doing global consulting from that point. And doing that for the next 15, 17 years over that period, uh, it was a great experience. I was doing all that I was uh, wanting to do, all that, um, that I promised myself, and it was, it was a blast. It was a, a great, great time, great experience. And it, but it also came at a cost. I was going 100 miles an hour um, like a race car driver. And then all of a sudden, I hit a wall. I was juggling too much. I was trying to do um, everything that the companies were putting on my plate. And out of ego and out of self-pride, I, I convinced myself, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. I can do all of this. But uh, four years ago today, I found myself clinically dead on the floor, um, dying from exhaustion, from burnout. So I, I just arrived from Costa Rica the day before, and I had uh, a, a very important meeting with the client the the day of of my of my death and it was it was a very stressful meeting because i had already fixed this problem like three times already before and it was it was happening again because of poor decisions made in the company that i was consulting for 
And it was not only frustrating the customer, but really frustrating me uh, because it was taking me away from another project that I was supposed to be doing. So I was already stressed with that. Um, I was feeling a little ill on that day as well from from traveling and from the stress, I believe. Uh, A little sore throat, maybe. My energy level was, was poor. And I just wanted to get through this meeting and, and reassure the client that it was going to be fixed again and it wasn't going to happen again. And, and then go back to Costa Rica and continue my project. I was really tired of, of being in Colombia supporting this project that, that they called me for, for the emergency. Um, so, yeah, my normal mornings, I get up, go to the gym, work out, have my breakfast. That's my routine. If I don't do that, I'm going to feel even worse, not just physically, but, but mentally, I'm not going to be all there. Um, and then I go to, to the, the office of the company that I was consulting for and align everybody on the meeting, what we're going to say, what's going to be the promise and what support I need from them. So this doesn't happen again. And yeah, then I then went to lunch with some friends. Um, after lunch, went to the client's office, had this very stressful drag out meeting with the client and reassured them of, of this not happening again. And it was it was good. It was a good ending. It was uh, I mean, they trusted me, but they didn't trust the company I was consulting for. So it was kind of I was in a difficult position being in the middle of that. Uh, so that stress, uh, trying to balance both of those sides, was was heightened. But I was just happy that it was over with. And normally, when I'm when I'm doing something very stressful, like a like a, a serious project that needs to go perfect, perfect event, let's say, and I, I get everything planned and and run that through. After it it happens, and it happens perfectly. I can relax. And when I relax, it's like my guard, my, my defenses uh, are let down. And that's when sometimes I would get really sick for like a 24-hour flu or something. And that I, that's kind of like what was happening to me after this meeting. Um, it went into the early evening. I went, I went to dinner with some friends, some colleagues, and, and uh, the people that were staying with me. And then that night after after dinner i came back to my apartment and i just started having problems breathing i couldn't control the inhalation or the exhalation which is pretty scary because that's never happened to me before and my girlfriend at the time she she was questioning me hey are you okay and i said i don't think so so we went to the kitchen to get something to drink and then i passed out and that's when uh i apparently clinically died because they said I turned blue, I stopped breathing, my eyes rolled back, and they had to resuscitate me. Yeah, I had no idea that this was coming. It was it was business as usual. It was, you know, just pushing through another, you know, low energy day. Let's say it's like okay, I'm uh, okay. I'm maybe attributing this to age. Maybe okay. Maybe I'm getting old. You know, but no, it wasn't that I, I, it just came out of nowhere. Um, the whole breathing thing is what really shocked me. And I've, I've fainted before. Um, but that's, that's usually when I get blood cause I can't stand it, but I don't like needles. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> but when, 
I had that feeling that I was going to faint. I, I just felt like I was going to go to, like I was going to sleep. And yeah, looking back on it now, it's like a total mental and physical reset because my body just couldn't go anymore. But it wasn't just my body, it was my mind. And that's what I did not give credit to. Because when I came out of it, yeah, I was, I was shaken. I was, I was shook because I couldn't grasp what was happening. And, and they were telling me, you just died. And it really shook me. But the first thing I thought about is, how can this happen to me? I'm, I'm physically fit. I eat the right foods. You know, I take care of myself. I'm not one of these guys that go out and party every night. I, I make a, a really good effort in taking care of myself. So I, I was really puzzled as to why did this happen to me? But I was only focused on the physical side. The more I talk about it, the more I realize what I did experience that night. And if, if you asked me this three years ago, I'd tell you, no, it just felt like I was falling asleep and I woke up. But the more I talk about it, it's, it's, it's part of the whole process that I've been going through these three years. And, and that's the whole mental health aspect of coming out of this, this experience by facing yourself, facing what you have gone through, rather than just shoving it aside and keep going forward, which has always been... And, and not just for me, but a lot of men in society, this is how we're raised. It's like brush it off, get up and keep going. Don't, don't, you know, don't cry about it. But you have to. You have to look at it. You have to make peace with what just happened in your life. And, and it's not just that. So many things happen in our life that we don't make peace with, that we just, we just brush it off. But it still holds that energy. It still holds energy from you that doesn't allow you to move forward. So the more things happen, the older that you get, the more energy that's taken from you. To me, it's not age. It's, it's everything that happens to you throughout your life. And the older that you get, if you don't make peace with those things, the energy is more energy is taken away from you. It's, it's like an energy budget right? And if you don't account for all the energy in, in your wallet inside you, and you keep spending it on past experiences that you never make peace with, then you're going to run out, of ener uh, run out of energy at one point or another. And that's what happened to me. I did see a, a, a small light. Um, and, and I did hear a voice. Uh, it, again, it did feel like I was sleeping. Um, it, it felt like when you're sleeping in a room and people are in the room and they're talking and that's, and, and that's what I felt. I didn't, I didn't hear the people that were actually in the room though. I just heard, I don't know who it was. It could have been myself, uh, finally listening to myself who I've been ignoring for so many years that you're not done. You, you have, you have much more to do. And I, of course, I didn't get the message at that moment. Uh, like, what? What do I have to do? Yeah, I got to get up. I got to keep working, right? I got to keep doing what I'm doing. But no, no, it wasn't that. Um, but it did shake me uh, to a point to wake me up. And it was like, yeah, 
okay, I, I got to get up. I'm all of a sudden feeling this sense of urgency and importance of, of, of the event that's happening right now to me that I'm, that I'm dead, that, that, okay, this is serious. I need to wake up. You're not sleeping. You need to come out of this. And, and that just kind of gave me a bit of anxiety, kind of a, a boost. You ever watch Pulp Fiction when, uh, when the girl ODs and, and they stab her in the heart with the, the needle and she comes up, <sighs> that's exactly how I felt coming, coming out of that. Just like, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm back. It just feels like all of your energy, like you've been on the playground all day playing, 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 playing. And after you eat that dinner and you're just kind of sleepy and watching TV and you just fall asleep, that's that's exhaustion right there a peaceful exhaustion but exhaustion nevertheless yeah this has changed my life because i was always about the physical well-being i was always about nutrition always about working out exercise um keeping fit and to me that was the edge that i had over everybody um in 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 my line of work, because it was either you you live this lifestyle or you live a lifestyle of going out and partying every night, drinking beer and getting totally out of shape. And I've seen actually people die from that um, that I've worked with. And uh, like, not me. That's not happening. So I always made a point of the physical well-being. But when I died, and again, it took me three years to realize this. Because I was, I was such an idiot just focusing on the physical side, doing all physical tests, cardio, neurology, brain, um, anything that I could think of, even nutrition. And, and I didn't even give credit to the mental side of it. And that that's, didn't happen until three years after, right before the pandemic, where I actually spiraled into a, a depression because I wasn't happy. Uh, I was stagnant in my life. I didn't have anything that I was working for. I wasn't being challenged. So when that happened, I went into the depression. I realized coming out of the depression, actually, um, why I died. And, to, and it was purely a mental thing. It wasn't the physical side of, of me because I was taking care of the physical side, but because I wasn't happy and because I continued to push on for three years of being in, in this stagnant state and not challenging myself. And that slowly took me to the depression. So learning the importance of mental health, um, being balanced with the physical well-being, of course, is, is the biggest lesson I learned out of this. What, what really pulled me out of, of that death experience of laying there peacefully sleeping as I thought I was, was actually my daughter. Um, when that voice told me, you, you have to get up, you're not done yet. The only, the only thing I could think about wasn't about me or a relationship or my family. It was about my daughter. And it was like, okay, I got, 
I still have so much. She just turned 18 this year. So that was back when she was maybe 15 years old. So I, I, and I don't get to see her all the time, unfortunately, because she lives in Dominican Republic. I live in Colombia and with all the traveling, um, it's, especially these last few years, it's been really difficult because she's been taking exams and joining university. She's been busy. I've been busy, but just having that connection that the first thing that came to my mind was my daughter and I, I have so much that I haven't talked to her about that I haven't passed on to her lesson wise experience wise success and failure wise that that I needed to share with her so that would be what really pulled me out my life would be different if that didn't happen be let's see I would probably still be going the same path you know 100 miles an hour um, still stagnant, still no challenge. And I think it would would eventually happen if it didn't happen already, you know. I, um, life has a funny way of slapping the, the <laughs> uh, keep it clean, slapping the hell out of us, basically, if, if we're not on the right path. And I think I, I challenged life for so long doing things that I was not really supposed to do, um, going on a path that I wasn't supposed to be on at that moment for the wrong reasons. Um, consulting, of course, has, has very good money. And I was, I was chasing the money. I had responsibilities, etc. but I wasn't happy. So I think life has a special way of positioning you where you need to be, whether you know it or not and whether you want to be there or not at that moment. So I think I think I, it would eventually happen uh, again somewhere, somehow, in, in some way. Uh, what gives me hope is the youth these days. Um, the seeing that they are much more in tune with, um, with wellness, with different things like meditation, Things that, like when I grew up, I didn't even know about meditation. I didn't know anything about mental health. Um, all of these things that uh, people have been afraid to talk about for so many years that are now coming to the forefront that are so important for, for our wellness. Uh, I see a lot more youth talking about these subjects and being aware and conscious of these things. So they're already ahead of the game. Of, of, of getting uh, progression in their life and, and the tools that they need for all the things that we've experienced as kids but didn't have those tools. So that's what really gives me hope right now. My life rating would be an 8 out of 10 right now. After dying four years ago, I'm, I'm now in a better position to understand life and death as a whole and the balance that we actually need to continue in our lives and our well-being. Subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on Instagram at Culturally Speaking Podcast. You can also check out our website culturallyspeaking.co.uk for a transcript of this episode. Share your stories or your show ideas with us by sending us an email at theculturallyspeaking at gmail.com.